0: Hi, this is Pastor Tom. We are in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 this week. This is day one of our look at this wonderful chapter. We're going to focus on verses 1 and 2 today. In this chapter, 1 Corinthians 4, as we talked about last week, Paul answers the question, how do you deal with the life-stealing attitudes of comparison and judgmentalism? Those will steal the life right out of you. When you compare yourself to others or you're judged by others, they steal the life. They steal the fire right out of you. How do you deal with those attitudes? And the answer is, we're going to see throughout this chapter, the answer is you decide to serve God by serving people. That's how you do it. You decide to serve God by serving people. That deals with comparison and that deals with judgmentalism. You decide to do what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 4, the first couple of verses, Listen to what he has to say. So then, men ought to regard us as servants of Christ and as those entrusted with the secret things of God. Now, it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. In these verses, Paul is actually talking about ministry, service, trust, faithfulness, ministry. And ministry is not a title for just a few people, the minister of the church. It's really a task for us all. In the church, every member is a minister. That's a truth that we have to learn and relearn and relearn if in our individual lives we're going to make an impact for Jesus and if through the church we're going to make an impact for Jesus' sake in this world. The church is not just one minister doing all the work while a bunch of people are watching. It is all of us ministering together. And actually, that person who has the title of minister in most churches, that person's job is really, according to Ephesians, to coach all the ministers, to coach us all in doing the ministry that God's given us to do. The church is not just a place to come once a week and hear a message. The church is not just a place to come once a week and take a nap during the message, which is what some of us do. Somebody said one time, if all the people who slept in church were laid end to end, they'd be more comfortable. It's not a place where you come and listen to a message or or sleep because you're bored during a message. It's a place to make a difference. The church is to be a foundation for ministry. It's to be a launching pad for real life, for serving others and making a difference for Jesus in this world. And in this chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul really addresses the question of what makes ministers? What makes us the kind of people who can serve for a lifetime without getting caught up in comparison, without getting caught up in judgmentalism, or all the other attitudes that we have as human beings that actually steal the life out of us? First Corinthians 4 is a sort of a handbook on ministry. It, it powerfully points out to how you and I can be both ministers of God in a world of need, but also see God minister to us while we're ministering to others. And as we walk through this chapter, we're gonna find out that to be effective, you have to understand the role of ministry. You have to understand who is the judge of ministry. You have to get a really good, strong grip on the most important attitude of ministry. And you also have to know the relationship of ministry. And when you understand the role and the judge and the attitude and the relationship that are behind our service, behind why we minister, that gives you the strength to keep on going. As you do these things, as you make these decisions, to understand the role in the judge of ministry. You are making the positive decisions that keep you from being buried under the negatives of comparison and judgmentalism that we all have to face. Here's the point. When you want to compare, decide to serve. When you feel judged, decide to serve. And this chapter is about how you keep making that decision. Now, in these first couple of verses, we get the job description of ministry. And there's really three words in these first couple of verses that I want you to focus in on. The word servant, the word entrusted, and the word faithful. Because they describe what ministry is all about. First Paul says we're servants and he says we're servants of Christ. To truly minister for his sake you have to understand and keep understanding and keep reminding yourself that you serve people but you are Christ's servant. You serve people but you are Christ's servant. You don't get that turned around where you're a people's servant trying to serve Jesus. No, Jesus is the boss. He's the one in charge. He's the one that we're serving. A servant is somebody who does what it takes to get the job done. And the service that you do is in following Jesus. So you do what it takes to get the job done for Jesus's sake. No matter how menial it may seem to you, You do it for his sake. And no matter how spectacular it may seem to you, if he asks you to do something that you think is above and beyond your abilities, if he asks you to do it, you do it. You see, service is not just about small things, and it's not just about big things. It's anything that he asks you to do. That's what it means to be a servant. A servant does what the servant's master asks them to do. And Jesus, when he asks me to do it, then I say, yes, Lord, I understand that's what you want me to do. That's what I'm going to do. That's the person I'm going to serve. That's the message I'm going to share. That's the gift that I'm going to give. That's the prayer that I'm going to pray. What you've asked me to do is what I'm going to do. We are servants. It starts there. But then Paul uses the word entrusted. Servants, he says, who have been entrusted with the things of God. Servants have to have something to do. And when Paul talks about this word, uses this word entrusted, he's reminding us that being a servant of Christ is more than just a job. It is a trust. You have been given, I have been given this trust from him. He has trusted something into our hands. What has he trusted? He has entrusted into our hands the building of his church. Jesus said, I will build my church. He's building it, but he entrusts part of that into our hands. What's he entrusted into our hands? He's entrusted into our hands a message, the good news. He has worked In your life, to let you know that the good news, the good news of who Jesus is, the fact that he died and was resurrected, that he's given you life, new life, because of his death and resurrection, that's good news. But that good news is more than just something that happened to you. It is something that has been entrusted to you. You and I are to now make sure that other people get to hear the good news. Again and again, Paul says, that is my trust. We are servants who, because of God's grace, we have been entrusted with this task of letting other people know who Jesus really is. And we do that by serving other people in his name. We do that by sharing the message in his name. We do that by praying in his name. We are entrusted. Servants who are entrusted. And then Paul says, here's a third picture to remember, a third word, faithful. It's those who have been faithful who will be considered the greatest of servants. Servants entrusted with a job, and we're to be faithful in that job. Now, let's just make this really simple, because I need that many times. At at a restaurant, you go into a restaurant, and you sit down, and you have a servant. We call them the waiter. They come, and they wait on you. They serve you. They bring the plates to you. They bring the water glasses to you. They fill your water glass if you're thirsty. They come, and they serve you. They are a servant, and they have a trust. They're entrusted with your table, and they can either do well at that trust or not well at that trust. They're watching over that. And they also need to be faithful in that to which they've been entrusted by watching your table, making sure. I just went out with my son Luke uh, to a restaurant this last week, and he was very thirsty. So the servant, the waiter, it seemed like every five minutes was coming by and filling up Luke's water glass. He was being faithful in filling that glass again and again. He could have ignored it once we sat down, but he didn't. He was faithful. That's what you and I are to do. You're a servant. You know that. That is your role in this world. And you've been given a trust. And I don't know what your table is, your trust is. It may be a church, it may be a family, it may be a school, it may be a single individual. It may be a task that God has given you that is just taking your breath away that you could ever do that. I don't know what he has entrusted you with, but whatever it is, that's your trust. And now you take that trust and your your task day to day, day to day is to be faithful. Faithful in that To which he has entrusted you. We're to follow Jesus in this. At the end of his ministry on earth, Jesus prayed in John 17, Father, I have been faithful. I've been faithful with that which you have given me. I have been faithful to serve you. He was faithful in fulfilling his service. So you and I, we follow him. Don't get discouraged, don't give up. Because sometimes you want to get discouraged and give up in ministry. No, you're faithful to keep filling that water glass, to keep doing that thing that he's asked you to do, realizing there's a reason. I may not see it, but that thirsty person, that thirsty person is being served. This task of ministry that we're talking about, it's the rest of your life. You may retire from your job, but you never retire from serving. I don't know where God has for you to serve right now. It may seem like you're not serving in as great a way as you did at one time. It's really not how it looks to us that's the most important. Really, the question is, I'm a servant. The question is, God, what's the table you're giving me right now? And how can I be faithful to you at that point? Really, the question for me today, for you today, is this. Where do you need to be faithful? Where do you need to be faithful to serve someone today? What's he asking you to do today? Let's pray together. Jesus, that's what I want to know. That's what we want to know. What have you entrusted us with today? Who do we need to serve? What message do we need to share? Where do we need to serve? Show us, Lord. Show us now. Bring it to our mind. Show it throughout the day as we walk through the day. Let us see it. Give us eyes to see where we need to be serving. And when we see it, Lord, I pray that you would give us through your spirit the strength, the grace, the power, the unselfishness to be faithful. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Join us tomorrow, we're gonna talk together about the right way to judge your ministry.